The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. Hello and welcome back to the Drop Back Podcast. Uh, I'm your host this week, Joe Costanzo, and I'm joined, as ever, down the line by my two fantastic co-hosts, Aww. Matthew Burns Peak, Howdy Doodly, and Samuel Lewis. What's up, Joe? That's the most beautiful opening I think we've had all, all year. Yeah, so I just uh, realised I was hosting about five seconds ago, so uh, thought you didn't realise. I told you, so I thought you just yeah, how, gush how about, about it a little bit. Yeah, I thought I'd just bring some of the natural flair into the role that other members of the team don't have. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! And speaking of which, do it, do it, do it. There are these things called the NFL Awards coming up. Everyone knows about them because uh, we all know Lamar's going to win the MVP. But uh, other than that, snore. Yeah. We thought we'd give our picks for the NFL Awards one by one. Uh, not all of them because that would just get ridiculous. But this is not what we think the NFL will pick. This is not what you guys might pick. This is what us three absolute idiots who... Wow observe the game at the distance, think, deserve, you know, to win an award. Congratulations. Gold star. Nice. Good work, Joe. <laughs> and starting off, we have the Offensive Rookie of the Year. So let's start with Matt. Whoa. <laughs> Who's your pick? Um, hmm. To be honest, uh, we, we were chatting about this the other day, Joe, and we were both saying that there weren't actually that many... I feel rookies that came out on offense this year and had a great year from start like to finish. A big standout year. Exactly. That we saw people that had like really good flashes. Preston Williams was really nice for Miami for a few weeks, then got injured. There are a few other receivers as well that, you know, flashed some some great potential, but then didn't really do it consistently. Debo Samuel for San Fran was was nice, but again, didn't really have like a really big breakout year. So I think for me. Um, it's got to be Josh Jacobs for... That's who I got as well. Oh, well, shut up, It's not your turn. Nope. Um, Yeah, so as I said, I think for me, it's got to be Josh Jacobs. Um, You know, was probably the most consistent of the offensive rookies this season and, you know, looks like he could have a a nice future in the NFL. They're definitely going to give it to Kyler Murray, though, because he's a quarterback. Uh, Yeah, probably. It should be Josh Jacobs, though. A thousand yards as a rookie running back. Yeah, I'm actually in full agreement here. Get in. Nice. Do you reckon, what are the chances we do the same for everyone? Oh, this would be so annoying. I just feel like we're going to not argue about a single point and then everyone's going to be really bored. You're the one who started off with a really like cushy, nice intro, Joe. You, usually we come out all guns blazing and someone gets offended early doors, but now it's usually everyone, Matt. everyone's too relaxed. Where's your microphone, Matt? Is it in the pond? No, it's here. Yeah, your, your head's frazzled. My head's fine. Um, no, but Josh Jacobs, I, I thought he missed two games in the year, but you could just see how elusive he was that mm. whole time. Like uh, when you rewatch the London game in particular against the Bears, he's good. He's just darting around the field, like shuffling his feet, and just you think he's going to go one way, and he just bursts up the hole. And for a running back who isn't particularly good in the receiving game to have that much success this year is worthy of offensive rookie in my opinion but it's going to go to Kyle Lamar. I don't know if it is then you know I don't think I know obviously it's a it's quarterback league we see these sort of awards going to quarterbacks all the time but I don't even know if Kyle Murray did enough for me to to be in that conversation it's because no one else stood out explicitly yeah. that they'll probably go right there's a quarterback here compared to what the Cardinals had the year before he's a huge step up so let's give it to Kyler 
And it's easier to market a quarterback as well as they win the awards. Boo. A lot easier than marketing a defensive rookie of the year. Ooh. Mr. Nicholas uh, Bosa, Trump fan number uh, one. There you go. That was that was Mr. quick and Trump. easy, wasn't it? Just sweet Trump. Um, I feel like we're all going to have agree on Nick Bosa here, aren't we? Yeah, it's all. It's going to be Nick Bosa, it isn't it really? And aside from him being like absolutely incredible, <laughs> the the next probably best rookie standout on defense was um, uh, Josh Allen for the for the Jaguars. I think other than that, again, not too many people that were impressive yeah, the with, for the whole season. No, you're right with that because Josh Allen he had a pretty good year, but there was like basically very little press coverage on him at all mm, unless you're actually watching Jaguar, Jaguar games Jaguar football Jaguar yeah, who would be doing that so I guess in the overall rookie of the year in this sense would be Nick Bosa the Bosa man indeed Mr Bosa I don't I know if this is a voting one or if it's one that someone picks but he's going to win basically all the votes if it's a vote one I think they just play Ip Dip Do. Oh, is that how they do it? Well, then who goes first yeah. then? And then it may be Josh Jacobs. Ip well, dip that is do. a new NFL rule change last year. In effect they're, this They're season. just experimenting it, yeah, this this season. Just going to decide the whole thing by Ip Dip Do. Yeah, they did was pass interference. Yeah. <laughs> That's that very is true. very true. Uh, yeah, Nick Bose is just a wrecking ball, though. Like He's he's crazy. We were saying before a few weeks back. Just, he is crazy. He's, he's a big like Trump watching. fan. He's a big Trump man, and he loves McDonald's in the White Office, and he may be treated to such Ooh. in the upcoming weeks, but we don't know. So the next uh, category on our list is um, the Comeback Player of the Year. So this is a player, obviously, who's been down in the dumps for whatever reason, whether that's physical, mental, or um, being ginger. Whatever the other one is spiritual. I Spirit- guess he's down in the dumps spiritually. I don't think anyone's ever come back, won the comeback by the year from having a bad spiritual year before. Michael Vick. Yeah, Luna was in. Was Michael in, Vick um, came back from a bad spirituality. Uh, there was more to it than that. <laughs> I seem to remember. Yeah, but it's his spirit. It's being a moral human being, but which it's totally is your spirit. Fine. He lost his zen. He's, but it's fine now because he commentates on NFL clips and it is fine and because another quarter Jackson. another eagles quarterback's gonna win it's gonna be carson wentz oh wow we woo Exp- okay explain sir because he was amazing with no Ooh. players around him and he didn't get injured too many times which is good for well, him that, that, is, that yeah. is a that is a step forward for him in that regard no carson wentz yeah. i think he proved this year that he can be a franchise quarterback. And you can't, I'm not having this injury-prone thing from a death shot from Jadavian Clowney. He didn't mean to do it, but it's not an injury-prone <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, uh, has he ever finished playing a playoff game? Has Lamar Jackson ever won a playoff game? Get him out of the MVP discussion. Shut your face, Joe. Oh, wow. He's got the real feisty. <laughs> it's a shame the MVP is based on the regular season and hence that is pointless. Whoa. Um, I'm... I mean, sticking with the Ravens, I mean, I'm tempted to go down the Earl Thomas route, to be fair. Ooh. Okay. The, with how impressive the Ravens have been in the secondary this season, um, you know, obviously it's not just him, but as a unit, they've been fantastic. And obviously the way his season ended last year with Seattle with um, wasn't ideal. Um, but yeah, I think he's been, I think he's been pretty solid for the Ravens. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. But I, I would say he's watching El Thomas now, he's definitely not as good as he used to be. But that, obviously, that's fine. We're not really expecting him to be amazing. He's still, 
by far one of the best safeties in the league this year. But mm. I think it, it helps a lot to get some of the relief from the corners, our, our cornerbacks this year as well. Um, that is true. My my player is a is a bit more of an, an emotional one, I guess. Oh, and uh, it's Darren Waller. Oh, okay. It's a nice one. Okay. That I like that. Yeah, because he used to. Uh, well, I'm sure it was it was outlined on Hard Knocks as well. Um, but yeah, he just basically listed off all the drugs he had abused, and um, yeah, he spent the first few seasons in the NFL coming off a bunch of suspensions. Uh, the second of which he said how he basically felt like he wanted to die. It got really deep. Wow. Um, but yeah, so he got signed by the Raiders off the Ravens practice squad uh, last November, and since then, I mean, this season he's he's had an amazing season he's had over a thousand yards mm. at 1145 played an integral part in this Raiders offensive production I mean putting up those kind of numbers for a quite a not an impressive team he basically led the the team in receiving yards so, you want to talk about numbers uh, for a not very impressive team Carson Wentz had more passing yards and touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes get that weak shit out of here Joe uh, if he breathed too hard on Patrick Carson Mahomes Wentz he'd be injured, injured for the for year like, Three games. Carson Wentz is injured in his soul for every game. Carson Wentz is a perpetual so you're injury. It now. No, it's just when it suits my argument. Oh. Loose. Um, but yeah, that, that that's my pick. I I think he's coming off that terrible uh, first few years he had and the talent he had coming into the league to, to mm. yeah to being signed off the practice. To be fair, it's not the worst decision like made today. There's breaking news that Bill O'Brien has just been made um, Houston, Texas. Texans general manager. So congratulations, oh, Houston. Enjoy your Super Bowls. Oh no, that's the worst thing ever. Oh, Texans, what are you doing? Why have you done that? That's not. I'm going to trade away all my first round picks every year. Oh rubbish! Poor, poor Texans. Ooh. Deshaun Watson must be just having a horrible time. Must be crying. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Uh, moving on, I, okay. So I don't actually know how this this award works per se. Uh, I thought I'd raise it with the squad. Uh, so is it a separate FedEx Air player and a F- FedEx Ground player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two separate it players. It's not some sort of transformer that's able to do both. Otherwise, it would just be Christian McCaffrey. Not Ooh. Lamar Jackson. Not Lamar Jackson. Nope. Well, okay. Um, on that note. Matt, why don't you give me your opinion on who the FedEx Air Player of the Year would be then? <laughs> See, I know you really want me to say Lamar Jackson, especially on the back of that sandwich bet that we had at the, right at the start of the season where I said that Ooh. Josh Rosen would have more uh. more touchdowns than Lamar Jackson Ooh. through the air this season. And that was incorrect. However... Yeah, it's almost like he led the league in passing touchdowns. Yeah, but I mean... I'm still tempted to just give it to Patrick Mahomes because he's the best passer in the league by a country mile. That's who I've given it to as well. Mm. That's who I've given it to. Well, there you go then, Look at that. We're all so intelligent or very, Uh, very wrong. I mean, the arm talent alone, Just uh, we're going to obviously get more into this in our Super Bowl preview coming up. Oh, yeah. uh, He just makes throws that just... Should be able to make, yeah. The Joe can't even make. He's off balance, just chucking it, and it just slings it like 60 yards to Tyree Kill. What the hell? But um, yeah, so I was tempted smooth. to do a little bit of a naughty one and give that to Kirk Cousins, but it wouldn't have been sincere. Oh, you, so you fraud, man! Yeah, that you're just a lying little heathen. And now, I for for that reason alone, I want to know your FedEx Ground Player of the Year. It's Derek Henry, surely it's, it's going to be Derek Henry. Whoa, whoa, wee, wow! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, right. Uh, okay. 
1,500 yards, five yards of carry, and 16 touchdowns on the ground. It's pretty good. That's a lot it's of not yards. Bad. It's not bad. Are you going to give it to Lamar Jackson, Joe, to prove a point? No, I was going to give it to Christian McCaffrey. I was leaning towards the Caff man as well, to be honest. On, it's difficult if we just talk, if we talk about purely what he's done on the ground. Well, I don't know how this award is I mean, even McCaffrey really, may win. I, I think there's a running back the of the year. Back. No, it's not. It's because there yeah, is a running I'm back saying, of the year okay, one. Either with that or without that, he still had over a thousand yards rushing. And, you know, uh, for the second year in a row, he got 2,000 scrimmage yards. Yes, I know that might not be worth mentioning in this category, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, you mention it. <laughs> he, but he, looked, he genuinely looked at times like he was all that the Panthers had on offense. It's pretty, <laughs> Everything was just going. It's pretty to accurate. That was, I think that was the situation pr- pretty much. Yeah, so uh, that, that's why I picked him personally. Mm. What about you, Matt? Hmm. Any input? Uh, I mean, I, I to be honest, I was leaning towards Christian McCaffrey, but I mean, as Slu said, with Derek Henry as well, what he, what he did in the playoffs was unreal, which is l- yeah. leading me to. I know it's it's sort of unfair because it's a, it's a larger irrelevant. sample. It's a larger sample size, isn't it? You can't but, say technically irrelevant after you've just brought up um, McCaffrey's ability to catch the ball. <laughs> those aren't technically ground yards, Joe. So, <laughs> um, fuck it. I like Pearson, obviously. I'm going to go McCaffrey as well. Oh, yes, go on, the boy. You love it. And on that lovely note that we all love to see it, um, the Offensive Player of the Year, there's there's a few up in contention here. Mm. Uh, Slu, why don't you start us off? Well, it should just go to the MVP if the MVP is an offensive player, but yes. it never does do that. I think they're going to give it to Michael Thomas. Yeah, I yes. like that. Record-setting like season, 1,700 yards, nine touchdowns, and no one else that they were throwing it to. Michael Thomas is going to win that award. But they... I, there is a good chance that McCaffrey could get it as well, though, to be fair. Yeah, mm. that's exactly what I had down pretty much. Michael Thomas or possibly Christian McCaffrey. Um, Michael Thomas just had a record-breaking year, and that's kind of self-evident now. <laughs> I think it helps his case as well that the Saints were good. Yeah, yeah, massively. That always helps. That's the only reason um, why Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't won it, really, isn't it? To be honest. True. Yes, Matt, let's go with that. Definitely. You're 100% correct. Exactly. That's um, the only reason um, Preston Williams is an offensive rookie of the year. Preston Williams was a boy, mate. He just lost his legs halfway through the season. But yeah, I mean, it, it is going to be Michael Thomas to win this award. Um, I think Chris McCaffrey was also awesome, but I like with the records that Michael Thomas put up and just how fun he is to watch as well, I think that it it, it would be a good choice to give it to Michael Thomas. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and seeing as we're all agreeing on everything, uh, this is this segment is going by very quickly. <laughs> um, the defensive player of the year, and let's talk really slowly about it because I guarantee it's all the same. Nick Matthew Bosa. <laughs> I think they'll give it to Stefan Gilmore. Oh, don't be that guy. Ooh. I'm going to stir that pot. Stir it up, baby. I know. I don't think they'll give it what? to Stefan Gilmore. If the Patriots hadn't decided to do whatever the hell they did the last few weeks of the season, I think Lefay. Gilmore pretty much had it wrapped up at week 13. And then they were like... Until yeah, he got mossed. And then, yeah, and then DVP rolled into town and just it, took his lunch Exactly. Money. That stuff sticks in especially Matt's mind and his wet dreams. But... Mm-hmm. 
but no, I I, I do agree. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they'll it. give. Have they given a offensive or defensive player of the year to a rookie before? I don't know, and I also don't know how that's gonna if they're gonna give him the defensive rookie of the year if he is. Well, he can't win. Year, def- he like can't win defensive do. player of the year and then not defensive rookie. If he wins yeah, defensive player of the year, he has to win both. That would make yeah. the whole thing a farce. But it is a bit of a farce. Otherwise, like you said, the offensive player of the year would just always be the MVP. Yeah, but it shouldn't. It should be that. Though it's, it's not. There's not fucking participation awards. It shouldn't just be. Oh, you're only allowed to win one award. If you were genuinely sick, you should be able to get as many awards as you earned. True, yeah, I agree. Deny. That's my stance on it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think it's going to be Nick Bosa though. He was just an absolute unit machine. What about an like out of the said. box ground player of the year? George Kittle for his blocking ability. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Um, Loose. For for Defensive Player of the Year. They'll never do it, though. This, this they don't have the ball. Doing now. They don't have the ball. No, I, don't, I don't think they do for some reason. Idiots. But yeah. So, the... as Joe said before, the MVP goes to the most important player. So, surely, by Joe's own argument, it should go to Christian McCaffrey, who was, quote, the only good player on their offense. Ooh, and not Lamar Ooh. Jackson. Joe discussed. Very true. However, by that same stretch, Lamar Jackson was pretty much all of the Ravens' production. Nah. Because he led, he led the team in rushing. I mean... Ingram? Oh, sorry, I've just been hearing all year about how good Hollywood Brown and Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards have been for you, Joe. That's what you seem to have said a lot, and how they've got Mark, a really good offensive line. Mark Andrews yeah, is no, a baller, apparently. They were apparently. good. He did lead the... But he still led the team in rushing, which shows you how many good rushing talents we had. I mean, we did, you know, break the single season rushing record because we have Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram, and uh, your man. So LJ. which is it, Joe? Dashing is, all around. Is Lamar Jackson Dashing not the MVP or do you not have great talent on your team? Uh, Lamar Jackson is the MVP and we still have great talent on our team. Ooh, you... I mean, he's reinvented the QB position. He led the league in passing touchdowns. Even better than Josh Rosen. How mad is that? Yeah. Order. The- it was crazy that. I could never have seen that coming. <laughs> he was sixth in the league in rushing. He broke Mike Vick's single season rushing record. He broke the single season rushing touchdown record for a QB as well. Um, he also had the most five uh, passing touchdown games ever in a single season. But he couldn't get it done against Ryan Tannehill with all the chips on the table. And all Derek's big biceps. <laughs> they haunt me every day. I always have nightmares. The Derek Henry related nightmares. I think, and I it, think that's a pretty. fetish, Joe, at that point. Possibly. <laughs> but I like it. Nice. Um, are you Definitely seriously, a fetish, so not a nightmare then. Are you seriously going for Christian McCaffrey then, Slew? Well, no, I was just winding you up. It's going to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah, well, well, thank God for that. Why, why is it going to be Lamar Jackson, Slew? I don't know. I just heard a lot from you. I haven't even really seen much of him this year. Just Joe keeps be yamming on about him, so it must be pretty good. Yeah, that's a fair point. Been... What about you, Matthew? Nah, I mean, to be fair, Lamar Jackson's a bit of a baller. To be fair, it's it's one of those <laughs> where it's, like, it's, it's, been, it's been unanimous for weeks now, isn't it, really? Oh, God, this feels... I'm it's ever, like, since, ever since the Ravens smashed... Oh my god! Ever since the Ravens <laughs> smashed um, the Texans, that's when it was going to be Lamar Jackson. Because before that, it did seem like it was going to be tightly run between Watson and Jackson. 
Yeah, and then there was that yeah. period where um, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes were in the conversation as well, and really early doors when obviously Christian McCaffrey was being ridiculously good and the Panthers weren't being terrible. He was in the conversation as well, but like as the season progressed, it just became more and more clear that it was Lamar's to lose, especially when Patrick Mahomes got injured for a, little, for a period as well. Mm. Yeah, for a minute, I mean, I was concerned that, well, concerned i was i thought russell wilson was in with a chance for or even obviously the favorite and then just like you said every game it just it it got more and more apart and i mean we just had a fantastic regular season to be honest and it's so sad to be sitting here not in the super bowl it's so so wait it's so wait it's so sad to be sitting here that's it i obviously was going to finish that sentence but slew loves to interrupt me even when i had already started continuing the sentence i'm so triggered wow are you more triggered that time on the train oh <sighs> amazing speaking about Story getting time. on the train let's move on no i think you, our... i think you need to explain the reference to the train <laughs> no i don't think we do right well so does everybody remember la, back la, la, when la, 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 the jacksonville jaguars rolled into town to take on the ravens at wembley and yeah. Things didn't go quite so well for for the Purple Men this time round, and they were. Res- Shut up. Ryan Mallett scored an absolute banger of a touchdown. Resoundingly crushed. I think, was it 44 10? I think it was 44 I think it was, might be less than 10. It was like 47 7, mate. There was points in the 40s. Or 43. Oh, wow. They, they ran a fake punt on us as well, that and was they were amazing. Like yeah, 30 so, points up. Dickheads. So, <laughs> Joe was. Obviously not impressed with the outcome of the game and we're getting on the train back up to um, uni after the game and somebody spied, a random person spied Joe's uh, Ravens jersey um, and said to him, oh, do you support the Ravens? And Joe was like, yeah. And he was like, wow, they were shit today and then left the train and Joe has never been more angry at not being able to get some sort of rebuttal into this bloke ever. Oh, it's because... You know, when it, you, he just says something that annoys you and you, I'm internally thinking, what can I respond with? And he just left. Just gets off the and train. And the door's closed. And I was like, I'll never be able to let him know how much he sucks. He the, angriest, the, the thing that made you angriest was you were just kept writing about, oh, Bay doesn't even know anything about American football. <laughs> he probably doesn't. He just left you bottled up in that train with your rage for two and a half hours back up, back up north. There I was, a man sitting on a train <laughs> in a Joe Flacco jersey. Internal tears. A, a purple day. <laughs> anyway, uh, other than outdated references, um, let's move on to the biggest thing coming up in the draft. Well, I mean, <laughs> Sunday, the Senior Bowl. Cool. Mm. Um, now, there's this thing in Miami that's going on, and it's kind of a big deal. It's a rebuild. Lots of okay. are talking about it. <laughs> I heard it's. <laughs> I heard. Um, it's just some sort of big Demi Lovato concert and they're going to play some football in between. Everything else is a footnote. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to kind of discuss the football bit because obviously we all know Demi. She's she's going to smash it. Um, <laughs> Demi, Demi does what Demi does. The football will be the interesting. Yeah. Have you guys, on that note, just real quick, uh, on that completely irrelevant note, have you known there's there's bets for like how long Demi yeah. Lovato will sing the national anthem for? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I've got it every year. Not for Demi Lovato, they don't track that, just whoever's doing She's it. She's a notoriously long 
national anthem, well, national anthem singer. Oh, what have, do we know a previous There was like a whole meme about it. Is it an over-under or is it a, you've got to guess yeah, the time? Yeah, it's an over-under, yeah. Oh, I need to look up the over-under now. God. I can get involved with this. I should have had that stat. Um, what's her, what's over, her career average? Why don't you be looking it up while we move on with the rest of the show, Joe? You just have it on your phone and we bring it up at the end. True. Good point. Well made. Nice. Um, Synergy. That's why you're occasionally a host sometimes, Slew. <laughs> but uh, you really so know that, that whole little good. game of football that's going on along, around the concert, um, it's called the Super Bowl. Superb. And there are two very intriguing teams in it this year. We've got one of the most explosive offences in football that we've ever seen and in the strides they've made near the end of the season, in particular in the Chiefs, mm. um, against one of the best defences in the league and a very like historic defense almost when you when you see it. Um and then on the other side of the ball we've we've also got an amazing minded Carl Shanahan leading the 49ers offense who've done absolute bits this year against um a surprisingly good Chiefs defense, mm. especially later on in the season. Much better than previous so, Chiefs defenses. So on that note, let's start off with the 49ers offense versus the Chiefs defense. Um I guess we'll all have a, a few things to say here so we can just sort of pitch in. Pitch but... in. I like the running game against the Chiefs rush defense. I think that's mm. a very good matchup for the Niners. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. I think that'll be the key to to this game on offense for the 49ers because the Chiefs haven't been fantastic against the run and Raheem Mozart has been unreal the last few weeks as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's true. Also, what happens with the Chiefs is that it seems when you run it directly at Chris Jones, their best, probably their best defender, maybe Honey mm. Badger, but Chris Jones is at least one or two. That's when you have the most success. So if they continually rush the ball at Jones, because he can't fight his way and like catch the plays from behind as much, mm. if you're going at it, I think that's where they'll find success. And if you look at what they've done, about 150 rushing yards a game throughout the whole season. I don't think this Chiefs team is built to slow down that Niners offense. Yeah, yeah. I think it is, that Niners offense is kind of like it's a bit. It's a bit like I feel like most uh, Tevin Coleman or Breeder could all just pitch in and have a really good game, like any one of them at any time. And it's just a Carl Shanahan. Um, it's just amazing. He's he's the best thing since sliced bread I feel like if he wins a Super Bowl here we're going to start seeing a lot of people being like who's coached with Carl Shanahan let's just pick them up hmm. you, you know, know that's literally um, everyone that coached with Sean McVay whoa, whoa. Ooh, what a big old they come, tree they, co- they come from the same tree don't they oh they're all connected under a big tree called Mike Shanahan <laughs> I think um, for me, I think as well with Kyle Shanahan, his his in game adjustments are so good. Like we've seen a few times this season and and, and even last season as well, where the 49ers, it wasn't working straight from the off. And Shanahan's ability to understand that, understand what's going wrong, and be able to play cool away and, and let them find their strength again is part of the reason why this offense has been so difficult to stop. And I think that's going to be, I think we're going to see that evidenced well hopefully from a 49ers standpoint you'd hope that that again if if for example the Chiefs are able to get up by a few scores early or um you know the the Chiefs pass rush manages to disrupt the passing game with Garoppolo then Shanahan has been able to find different ways to still get success on that side of the ball yeah that's that's the same thing I I feel like with with Carl Shanahan he sort of 
his plays are built to attack the defense's inherent weaknesses. Mm. Like if they're running, you know, um, I'm going to screw this up. Slew might have to pitch in, but if they're running cover one, he might have a play where, uh, for example, someone just gets open on the underneath because you're not, you're not trying to. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> basically he's, he builds the way he sort of organizes his whole playbook and, just some of the the receivers that get on open the the motion that they use all the time during games. Um, I think that Debo Samuel's has brought a lot to this offense and his ability just to get open in space uh, under that scheme and mm. just make plays after after with the ball. And Emmanuel Sanders has emerged as a, a really good number one receiver for the Forty ers team as well. Um, so it's not like it's just their running game that will that will cause the threat. Yeah, but. Um, I do. I do have to say, Frank Clark on that Chiefs D line is is a force to be reckoned with. True. Obviously, um, he used to play for the Forty ers of course. Before he did he? I thought he played for the Seahawks. Over. Yeah, but he, I swear he also used to play for the Forty ers Way fight me. Way back when. He's quickly googling it to prove his point. What do you mean? Is we would want to give the right information to our audience, and if I'm right, then it helps. Hasn't stopped us in the past. Of course. He never he never played for the Niners, Joe. Damn it. Well, I've written... I've wrote that down for some reason. I don't know why I did that. Did you Sorry, just make it up? Or did you see it somewhere? Reload and go again, Joe. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Frank Clark, anyway, who yeah, came Frank, over from Frank the Clark Seahawks. Frank Clark is a beast. And is used to playing against the Niners, eh? There you go. Intel. Yeah, Intel. there we go. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Um, yeah, I mean, the, against... <clears throat> Sorry. Against the uh, Vikings and against the Packers, uh, he, he did just absolute bits. Getting a uh, no, oh, the Packers. What am I talking about? Why am I? You mean the time? Why am I here? Why am I here? <laughs> I, you know? I've actually got no idea where the re- where you're going with it, but I'd love to see you find your way. It do it do wonders. Full circle. I'd love to see me find my way. I, I just, I've just been com- completely discombobulated because I, I've just read the wrong part of my note. Obviously, um, <laughs> this is this is like an Eric Andre short for sure, isn't it? <laughs> oh, this is terrible. This is awful. Do you want to move on to the Chiefs' offense, Joe? Mm, not particularly. I'd rather well, stay on this you, for a while. Do you want to stumble your way? Do you want to stumble your way to your Frank Clark? Tyron Matthew is also pretty sick. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> nice out. Yeah, <laughs> like that nice. guy. <laughs> I actually had um, something I wanted to discuss with you two as well. Wait, it's an intelligent point because I'm not sure you're allowed to make it. Nah, well, I'll keep to myself. Nah, not um, in this space, bro. I was, I was going to ask, tight, let's talk tight ends, Kittle and Kelsey. If you were starting Ooh. a franchise, which one would you rather have? Kittle. Kittle. Why? Because he, he, he loves run everything. blocking. And yeah, he's, and he's I don't really think he's quite as athletic a pass catcher as Kelsey is. That's what I mean. Kelsey is definitely much, a better pass it's catcher. Much Kel- it's much closer on that side than it is on the run blocking side. You know, someone told him in uh, college, just don't get tackled. And rumour has that he has never has. not been tackled since. <laughs> it's a bad rumour because people have seen him be tackled. I Every game is televised. It's, it's a bit like people who believe in flat earth. I mean, there's, there's bundles of evidence against it, but you got to still believe. Are you advocating flat earth? I don't know. I don't know what I am anymore, mate. <laughs> um, and on that note of people who don't know who they are, the I'm trying to think of Richard Sherman. 
he doesn't know <laughs> Does who he is. Does he not know who he is? Yeah, he, he's trying to decide if um, he's an angry 14-year-old on the internet at getting, or a professional athlete. That is fair. But he's also, uh, I mean, he was potentially a candidate for sort of comeback player of the year as well, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. He was exceptional this season. Um, he's kind of having that season, don't you think, that it's almost like he's just, he like this season's kind of justified him being in the Hall of Fame for me. Mm, 100%. Because like this far in like nine seasons or whatever, um, to to still be having th- this sort of production at, at that age is is impressive, and whether at or the, not he's yeah. a, at the corner position as well, out. yeah, and he yeah he's like well the thing with Sherman as well, he's never looked bad. He's never had that moment where he's had a bad season. He's looked vulnerable. Mm, the he's seasons been where he hasn't been as elite, but he's never been a player that people target on the field. Yeah, like when his exactly. stats are low, it's because people aren't throwing his way. Mm. What I love about True. this season for Sherman is as well, like especially towards the back end, it's almost like he's just playing well out of spite for people that have talked shit about him in the past because it seems like after every game, he's like, ah, fuck you guys, I'm actually really good That still. is new for Richard Sherman, to be fair. I know, but I mean, yeah, that's... he is a spiteful little man, but it's almost like he's playing with extra spite this year. Yeah, it's because he collects everyone's Twitter arguments and just reads them to himself before the game. Hey man, whatever works. And he's pumped, pumped up. Um, yeah, but I... I mean, that's one part of the 49ers' defense, but I don't even think it's the biggest part of it. Obviously, I think this game is just going to be one in the trenches, isn't it? Um, mm. This sort of off Chiefs offense versus 49ers' defense matchup, I think if the if Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and all the tools they have on that D-line can, can get pressure on Mahomes and avoid him doing his Mahomes thing of scrambling around and making something happen, crazy thing happen, um, then... Then the 49ers are going to win quite handedly, in my in my opinion. Um, but can they do that? Because Mahomes is just has an innate ability to. That's the thing. On paper, everything looks like the 49ers have the advantage exactly. in this. But you're you're absolutely right. Especially, we'll go back to the Texans game where the Texans aren't even close to on defense to what the Niners are. But Mahomes found himself in a huge hole, and he just mm. absolutely powered his way out of that. It, what mm. one of the best performances of, of his career, which is yeah. not very long, but it seems like every other game he's doing something groundbreaking. Yeah, but I guess in the Texans game, a lot of that, those mistakes were kind of like thanks you know, to special teams things, and um, it's it's not like not catching they were the ball battered, um, and and then they were against the Texans defense. But to have that kind of game, if if they get that, well, they're not going. I don't think they're going to get that far behind, but. If they were to give up an early lead, I think they're going to struggle a lot. Um, uh, but then again, when I watch Mahomes, he just makes people look stupid every mm. single game and can fall down and still throw the ball 70 yards somehow. Um, yeah. And this scheme, just Andy Reid gets him so open. Like it's like all, all of these um, speedy receivers that all the weapons they have, I can't. Imagine exactly the 49ers just shutting them out. Mm. Well, that's um, another point you say up there on Andy Reid. Both these coaches actually have quite a lot to prove. Mm. Different ends of their careers. But Andy Reid has always had that reputation as that guy who could never quite do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, I think if Andy, Andy Reid wins the su- this Super Bowl, he would definitely get in the Hall of Famer. I think Andy Reid's a Hall of Famer. Um, you're right, though. This will definitely push him over the edge. And Shanahan, yeah. if he wins, then he doesn't ever have to hear that 28-3 again. Yeah, that is yeah, true. I guess they both lost to the uh, the Patriots, didn't they? Everyone loses to the Patriots. Not, not the Titans. Not maybe. I. Not us. Not now. But... um. Yeah, I just feel like with the forty with the the Chiefs' offense, you can do everything right, and just everyone nails their assignments, and Mahomes will just somehow get out of the pocket, move around, and we saw last week when uh, it's what you, it's the, similar it's similar game. to way what you see with Russell Wilson. Yeah, you've got everything covered up, but you can't hold him there long enough for him to not escape and flick his wrist and just find someone breaking open yeah just the arm talent alone because he doesn't have to throw it like a he doesn't have to set up really he can just sling it wherever the hell he wants um so i it's it's hard to like like you said on paper um, you look at this defense and you're like damn they're gonna they can handle anything but watching the chiefs especially in the stride they've hit in the last few weeks um near the end of the season is just I can't imagine it. I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to... They're not going to be able to stop the Chiefs scoring points. Mm. Well, I guess... Um, does anyone have any score predictions for this? Or what, what do you reckon happens? Score predictions in, and Super Bowl winner predictions. Um, yeah. Niners by five. Whoa. Tw- tw- 30, yeah, you're saying- 30 to 25. Don't know how the scores work out that way, but it's going to be that. No, so that's a weird one. So we're predicting a Nine, fun yeah. Super Bowl. So I reckon no, I reckon it's Niners bet- somewhere between a field goal and a touchdown difference. Okay, I can okay. get on board with that. Um, whew. I'm actually I'm going to go Chiefs. I think it's going to be super. So you can get on board with it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be super high scoring. I, I'm I'm thinking, um, you know, along the lines of the Pats Eagles Super Bowl from a few years ago. I I'm I'm going to go ooh, thirty-seven. 34 to Chiefs. Oh, that is massive. Um, I, I can see Mahomes channeling that that Texans game energy and just absolutely shredding it. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. Cause it is a tough one. Everything, everything in my head says I should really pick the 49ers. Boo. But then, like I said, when I watch the Chiefs playing right now, this is the reason I didn't want to play them in the playoffs, but... Well, good job you lost early then, Joe, right? Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's just I can't I can't I don't see it. I don't I don't see how the 49ers are gonna be able to slow down the offensive production that they're getting. Obviously they're gonna be more effective than other teams, but I just don't think <sighs> But now I convince myself otherwise halfway through. I mean, okay, I'm gonna Joe, be I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some advice here. The Chiefs. I was good I was gonna go give you other advice, but you do you. I'm going to pick the Chiefs Woo. by 30... 30? 30 points they're going to win by. No, no, no. No, not... I, I was going to say the score, but I was trying to half-think it as I was saying it. All right. Um, let's go with a 38 to 33. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Pretty high scoring. and well, High scoring stuff. I think my main prediction and the most important one for all of us neutrals is I think this one's going to be fun. I, I think this will so. be a fun Super Bowl, not like that absolute and dross Matt's last year. It. Matt's ruined it. It's going to be terrible. Don't watch. <laughs> just just turn it on for Demi Lovato. Who, Speaking by the way, which, yeah. on that note, 
Um, the over-under on Demi Lovato. So Give it's one minute and 59 seconds. Ooh. The odds, I, I, I don't get how the American odd system works still, um, but it's minus 135 to a... That means, over, if you, that means if you one. bet 135, you get 100 back, I think. Ooh, that's terrible. And what was, what um, was for the under? The over, mm. so the under is minus 105. Okay. It's not even that good. No, um, one fifty nine. I'll take the under. I'm gonna take the o- over. I'm, I think she's gonna hold some notes for stupidly long, like we for the land of the free. Hold for fireworks. Hold for fireworks. Hold for fireworks. Ah, nice. And then go again. And the home. I've got the over as well. Nice. I think Demi Lovato absolutely slays it, Queen. But yes. She does sing for far too long on these things. Awkwardly long amount of it's, time. It's, it's like that one kid in school who's like good at singing and knows they're good at singing. Yes. Yeah, so, it's yeah. really annoying. Exactly. Every bloody, um, everything's a bloody performance. Yeah, just like next Sunday will be a massive performance. Bam. Points on the board, please. Well, I guess that's um, on that weird note to, to finish it off, to kind of tape it off near the end there. But... Um, so that's been our predictions for Super Bowl Sunday. I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening along to us. Um, you can catch us on Facebook at The Dropback UK, on Instagram at, and Twitter at The Dropback. Uh, follow our shenanigans on the, our website, www.thedropback.com. Uh, we should be getting a new logo soon. Don't worry about that, guys. And more so- articles. <laughs> And more articles posted whenever we feel like it. Whenever we've got the time. (laughs) I've been Joe. I've been Matt. And I've been Sam. Peace. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 